Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Let's talk about when a prophet is spoken to by the voice of the Lord. Let's go to Jonah. Jonah was just another prophet, but he made a mistake. He didn't understand that God was really serious. Starts in Jonah 1.1. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness is come up before me. So Jonah rose to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you catch that? Okay, so God speaks to the prophet Jonah and says, go to Nineveh and cry against it. <laughs> so Jonah turns around and goes the exact opposite direction, said, no, 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 I'm not going down to Nineveh. I know you're not going to destroy it. I'm not. You're you're too merciful. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm not going to tell these people that judgment is coming when I know you're really not going to drink. Bring it. So he goes the opposite direction, goes down and buys him a ticket to go to Tarshish, which apparently is exactly in the opposite direction, the exact opposite of what God told him to do. Now, in reading this for this radio program, I saw something. I saw something I'd never seen before. I'm going to tell you that apparently Jonah drowned. <laughs> yes. So as you recall the story, he went under the boat and they cast him overboard. Now listen to this. See if this is saying that Jonah actually drowned. He actually died, but God brought him back to life <laughs> to, to get him to go and do what he told him to do in the first place. Verse 5. This is Jonah 2.5. The waters can pass me about, even to the soul. Okay, that soul. In other words, that may mean right there. They're just talking about depth. Then the depth closed me about. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Okay, again, that's kind of saying he's dead. Now, at this point, he's inside the fish. So apparently it's saying that this fish took him down really deep. He got weeds wrapped all around him. And he may be saying he actually died inside the fish. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. Now, corruption is another word for death. Remember, Jesus was not to see corruption. So apparently it's saying that Jonah actually died inside that fish. Now, skipping. So now he is alive. Now he says, I will pay. So while he's in the fish, then he decides he's going to do what he was told to do. So he says, I will pay that that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. So apparently he comes back to life in the fish, and as a result, he decides he's going to do what he was told to do. And so the Lord spake to the fish and vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Now, I've never seen that he had probably died in the fish. Then the next verse, Jonah 3.2 says, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. In other words, go do what I told you to do in the first place. So Jonah began to enter into the city, a day's journey, and he cried and said, Forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now notice when he said that. He didn't say, Forty days, and Nineveh will be overthrown if you, unless you pray. He didn't say, Forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown if you don't have a solemn September assembly and a solemn October assembly. He didn't say that. But when the angel spoke to Dana Coverstone, that's exactly what he said. All of this, we were hinted upon, could be removed. Now, Nineveh wasn't given that blessing. Nineveh was simply, simply said, you're going to be destroyed in 40 days. 
So Jonah began to enter into the city's journey, cried, Yet forty days Nineveh shall be overthrown. But, now listen to this, But the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Now that's pretty powerful. But Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people that are called by my name, that's us Christians, okay, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, then I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now, we had that scripture, but apparently Nineveh didn't have that. They didn't have that understanding. Yes, it had already been written by then, but they didn't have that understanding. So they simply said the best they could say. They said, hey, <laughs> let's just believe God. And they covered themselves with sackcloth and ashes. Then the king of Nineveh arose from his throne and put off his robe and covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. Now, today we don't cover ourselves with sackcloth and sit in ashes. But see, ashes was a picture of them washing their sins away. But today what we do is ask for forgiveness. And that has to do with confessing our sins. And then he will hear from heaven and also turning from our wicked ways, which is, in my opinion, the arrest of thousands, perhaps even maybe as many as a million people all across the land. So all of that has to do with America. Now, let's, let's go on. Let me make my point here in a second. Let neither man nor beast. This is the king of Nineveh. King of Nineveh gets off his throne, puts on sackcloth, sets in ashes, then makes a, a proclamation. Let neither man nor beast. This is not just men, but not man nor beast, nor herd or flock. <laughs> so all people, all animals were told they could not eat anything or drink water for three days. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Okay, so we only did a 48-hour fast. Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. So he proclaimed a fast of both people and animals, no food or water. Now, we sort of did that because we did 48 hours with no food. We still had water, but no food. So, I mean, it's a different fast, but nevertheless, we fasted. But then the king says, Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger and we perish not? Okay, well, you know, they didn't have the promise that you and I have. But the king did the right thing. Now let's go to what Coverstone was told. He said, I was instructed to stand on the month and pray for the church to have a strong backbone, for corruption of the church to be exposed, and for a great harvest in the coming months. Now, has that happened? Yes, the, prayer, the church definitely stood on the month, definitely prayed, and apparently prayed that there would be a strong backbone. However, we have not seen the corruption in the church be exposed yet. Now, one could say, yeah, but that point didn't come to pass. Well, good. It reminds me of a time that uh, Leslie had left. She was heading, uh, I think it was about a three-hour drive away, and uh, 10 minutes down the road, she remembered she'd forgot a box of papers. I've told this story a couple of times. So she came back, and she ran into the house right quick, and she said, I forgot that box of papers. Would you go take that box out and put it in the trunk of my car? So I said, yeah. So I walked out. Of course, her car was still idling, and, and her trunk was open. As I walked up, I saw a vision. But it was just a, it was faster than a blink of an eye. I mean, eternity is so fast compared to time. 
And I looked down and I saw that her trunk was all in disarray. And I was made to know that she had had an accident. But as I looked at her trunk now, everything was in perfect order. There was a nice little neat hole right where that box of papers was supposed to set. So I put it in there. About that time, Leslie's walking out. She's in a big hurry. And I said, wait a minute. Let's pray. I didn't even tell her about the vision. I mean, the vision's so quick. I said, let's pray. So we held hands right there and we prayed for her protection. And probably an hour later, she called me all upset. I'll call me on the cell phone. Hey, man, I just almost had an accident. There was this guy went zooming by me, must have been doing 90 miles an hour. He hit a piece of road debris and the road debris flew up. And he says, she says, it looked like it was coming right from my windshield. But instead, it hit my front left quarter panel, put a hole in the quarter panel and went back and also put some damage on the left rear quarter panel. Yeah, and I think it was like $1,800 worth of damage, too. But here's the point. Now, someone with the wrong attitude could say, well, that was a false vision because it didn't come to pass. No, that was a warning. So let me explain. Not everything God speaks is a prophecy guaranteed to come to pass. Okay, now that brings us to the real big question. Does everything God say come to pass? Well, of course it does. Well, now wait a minute. In the case of Jonah, did Jonah hear from God? Yep, how do we know? Because he took a little ride in a fish. And apparently, according to the scriptures that I read today, he died inside the fish. But God brought him back, and as a result, he decided he was going to do what he was told to do. So he was not told if. He wasn't told if. He didn't say, I want you to go tell them that if they'll repent, that this judgment won't come on them. Now, Coverstone was told that. We'll get to that in a second. But Jonah wasn't. Jonah simply said, you go tell him, 40 days, I'm going to destroy Nineveh. So as a result, the king, the people, fasted, repented, prayed, and it was not destroyed for 40 years. Now, I'd like to think that that is going to happen here, just like I'd like to think that you wouldn't call my vision of Leslie having an accident, you wouldn't call that a false vision because it didn't come to pass. It was an accurate and a true warning. So back to the question. Does everything God say always come to pass? No. Did God speak to Jonah? Yes. Let's say it again. (laughs) Did God speak to Jonah? Well, who could say, no, he didn't? I mean, the guy took a ride in the fish, probably died in the fish, got burped up uh, on the beach on dry land, and he decided he was going to do what he was told to do. So did God speak to Jonah? Yes, he did. Did what God spoke to Jonah come to pass? No, it didn't. Why? Because they fasted and prayed. Well, that's what we're trying to do here. I think it was in two broadcasts ago, and if I didn't say it on the air, I definitely said it to him on the on the, on the the Skype before we, we got started. I said, Dana, I'm doing everything I can to make you a false prophet. What? Now, is that an insult? Absolutely not. Because... As a matter of fact, to continue what I said, I said, I'm doing everything I can to make you a Jonah. You know, that's a real compliment because of all of the Old Testament prophets, probably, in my opinion, Jonah was the greatest. See, because Isaiah, oh, a lot of his prophecies, you remember Jeremiah? Okay, they didn't listen to Jeremiah. So consequently, the whole nation of Israel was taken captive and taken over to Babylon. The uh, the, the children of the king were made uh, eunuchs or castrated. I mean, it was not a happy day. Jonah convinced Nineveh 
Jonah sold it. Jonah delivered the message in such a way to where the people believed it. See, hopefully, Dana's message is being given to us in such a way, with so much background, so much information, that America is believing it. I told someone the other day, I said, here's the difference between the Coverstone dreams and everybody else out there. Yeah, there's always people saying, yeah, I had a bad dream. You know, there's a tsunami coming and California falls into the ocean. You know, America's attacked and barbed wire. I mean, I've heard all kinds of those dreams. But the difference with a Coverstone dream is his were calendar dreams. Okay, so back to the Coverstone. He says, then I was instructed to stand in the month and pray for the church to have a strong backbone, backbone for corruption in the church to be exposed. We haven't seen any corruption in the church exposed. Is that a good thing? Well, yes, because maybe, maybe just maybe, just maybe, some of these Coverstone dreams reached those people and they cleaned up their act for the great harvest in the coming months. Now, that's what we've been praying for. We've been praying that the church would have a strong backbone. And in my opinion, I think that the church has been shaken. I think the Coverstone dreams have shaken America. It's shaken America because these are our calendar dreams. He's saying this specific thing is coming then. Now, is it coming to pass? Not if I have my way. Not if my prayers are heard. Not if your prayers are heard. We had some 450 people at the solemn September assembly, and I don't know, I probably need to check. We're probably up to around 100 right now for the solemn October assembly. But if our prayers are heard, my brothers and sisters, these things are not going to come to pass. Now, Stan, what do you think? Do you really think all these Coverstone prophecies are going to come to pass? No, I don't think all of them will come to pass, but here's the problem. I do think some of them, none of them if I have anything, if I have my way about it, but probably some of them, and I'm afraid it might be quite a few of them, come to pass. So every day that they don't come to pass, we say, thank you, Lord. We say, thank you, Lord. Just like we say, thank you, Lord, for this food when he gives it, we need to be saying, thank you, Lord, because because we prayed, because it shook America. I mean, we had people praying like they never prayed before. We had people banding together in churches, small churches, medium churches, and large groups all across the nation in September. Now, as far as I know, we're the only ones that are still doing it for October, but the job is not done yet. Okay, so let's go back to what Coverstone said. He says, after I'd prayed for a few minutes, I was instructed to get help as I was not enough. Well, did that come to pass? Absolutely. So I spoke into the air for believers to come to my side and pray with me. And the calendar below me was being, getting bigger exponentially. All right, I'm going to do the same thing. Lord, I speak into the air. I speak into the Spirit. Those people that believe the warning of Demetri Dudeman and believe the end-time prophecies in Daniel and Revelation within your book, those that believe in Leslie Johnson prophecies, Michael Boldea, Shane Warren, and many others. Those people that believe those prophecies, I speak into the air. I speak into the spirit that you would speak to the heart to be at this solemn October assembly on Halloween in Topeka, Kansas, that they would come, that they would have the money, the days off, the ways and the means, the riders, the, the rides, whatever it takes, plane rides, that they would come. From the north, south, east, and west, I speak into the air. I speak into the spirit that they would come this one last time before the big bad things that are prophesied come to pass. Give us one more time in a group, in an assembly, assembly of your people that are called by your name, 
that will humble themselves and pray and fast and seek your face. And America will see these people arrested and turn from the wicked ways. And it starts with the church. And we will pray that these things do not come to pass. Do not come to pass. Do not come to pass. We don't want to see it come to pass. And Lord, we will rejoice with everything that does not come to pass. We thank you for the warning. We thank you that you've given us power and authority to tread upon scorpions and serpents and over all the powers of the enemy in the name of Jesus and by his blood, in Jesus' name. So he goes on to say, Then I saw I was not alone on Tuesday, September 1, but had been joined by several others. Some were praying in tongues, praying aloud, some very quiet, some kneeling, some laying prostrate. Every model prayer you can imagine, we saw that. Brothers and sisters, we saw that at the solemn September assembly And we're going to see that again at the solemn October assembly on Halloween, three days before the most important, the most consequential election in American history. Then the cry would out again. More were needed. I believe more are still needed. Why? Now, it's true. We've seen some of the things that were prophesied not coming to pass. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But... Some of the things that are spoken of twice and even three times, like brace yourself, brace, brace, brace yourself. To me, that's saying some bad stuff's coming. To me, that's saying that you're not praying everything away. You are not going to pray everything away. I'm praying that those suitcase nukes do not go off every day. I'm praying that would absolutely mess up our world. On the other hand, somebody has asked me, well, Stan, do you think that America is going to wake up? you think the church is going to wake up? you think people are going to stop sinning, finally repent and turn to Jesus? you think that the great massive revivals and sports stadiums are going to fill up if something real big bad doesn't happen in America? And I say, no. I think something, something got to wake us up. I don't want to see it. But on the other hand, I want to see the revival. Now let's jump to the other dream. Then he said, I saw the month of October. As a page of a calendar... The second week of October, and here's one of them we have not seen. So again, we're praising the Lord for this. We don't want to see this come to pass. We don't. And we're not going to call him a false prophet. We're going to call him Jonah, okay? (laughs) That's what we need to start calling him is Jonah. Second week of October. It dragged the finger through the the second or the third week, covering the second or third week of October. Then it pointed October 1st, 31st, and held it there and tapped it there and held it there. Now, it didn't say what was going to happen. Could it be that it wasn't telling us exactly what's going to happen? Because what it was really saying is this is the time you need to be praying the most. Then I saw a rock out of the sky land in a large pond. Now, earlier I thought, well, that might be that meteor hitting. But we haven't seen any push for Israel to be split. So it's probably not the meteor. It caused ripples which started off small and became vicious waves And the wind blows, but we haven't seen the vicious waves. Well, praise God. We don't want this stuff to come. Look, if we can turn Dana into a Jonah, then we should rejoice, my brothers and sisters. It means our prayers were heard. It means that all this fasting and prayer and this sleepless nights we've had and the time we've spent on our face and our knees crying out to God was not just thrown into the trash. I think we should rejoice those things that have not come to pass. All right, now, hang on. Going to the next thing. Then I saw in the second week of October, he said he saw federal officials with heads like M80, Black Cat, and Lady Fingers, and their heads all blew up at the same time. Now, we haven't seen that yet. That's good. 
Again, that's good. That's what we want. Some of the people in high places, as Coverstone said in, I guess it was yesterday's broadcast, have contacted him that there are some things happening that could fulfill that. Well, we want to see the bad guys rounded up. We certainly do. But we don't want to see the bad things come to our nation. At least, I mean, here's the problem. We want to see the revival. We want to see the souls come to him. We want to see it come without any trouble. (laughs) What's the old saying? Can't have your cake and eat it too. Cake can't have both of them. So God is in control. He's in command. He knows exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. But what he did through Coverstone is give us a chance to soften and delay what we couldn't pray away. Let me say it again. Coverstone gave us a chance to soften and delay what we could not pray away. But brothers and sisters, this is why I'm calling you. By the Spirit, I'm calling you. I'm speaking in the ear. I'm speaking into the Spirit. You believe in Dimitri. You believe in Shane Warren. You believe in David. You believe these kind of things we've been talking about for months and years on Prophecy Club. If you believe that, you're a prophecy student. You want to be walking in sevenfold miracles. You believe that, then you need to come to this meeting. We need you. We need you. We need you. I'm saying it in the Spirit. We need you in Jesus' name. Go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Read every word of it so you know what to do. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Get signed up. Dan Coverstone's going to be there. He's going to be reading and speaking on some of these dreams. But I'll tell you right now, as in this solemn September assembly, it was not about the ministers. We had a few brief talks, a couple of praise and worship. Most of the time, it's five minutes of prayer, limited to five minutes. And those prayers were flat, ripping the roof off that place. I'm telling you, they were banging into the throne room of heaven with some kind of power like I ain't never seen. Everybody says, everybody says, I've never seen this kind of prayer. I never see this kind of prayer meeting. You never been to a kind of prayer meeting like we're going to have. Why? <laughs> Just I mean, that's the reason we moved it from South Texas because people down there said, "Well, we see no reason to spend twenty five dollars to come to a prayer meeting." <laughs> well, that's the very point. If you don't see the reason to spend twenty five dollars come to a prayer meeting, you shouldn't be at that prayer meeting. This is not a prayer meeting for the Johnny-come-lately Christians, the milk-and-toast Christians, the Christians on milk, the Christians that believe in a pre-trib rapture. They're not prepared themselves. They don't know about the Bible prophecy. They don't know about the end times. They don't want to. This prayer meeting is for the mature Christians, those that chew on meat and eat it and dissolve it, those people that know who they are in the Spirit. They know They have power to tread upon scorpions and snakes and over all the power of the enemy. They know the power they have through the blood of Jesus. You should see the people walk in with this meeting. They don't walk in chitting and chatting and just rejoicing. They walk in like it's war. They walk in like they're walking into a war room because they are. That's why we're telling you bring your shofars. 7.30, be in your seat. Shofars blow at 8 a.m. Why? Because shofar is a declaration of war. In the spirit, it is a declaration of war. And I'm telling you right now, we are doing what Christians do. The most powerful prayer, the most powerful thing that we have is a fasted prayer. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not flesh. They're not writing filthy words on the wall and burning and looting. That's not us. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God 
to the pulling down of strongholds, loosing the angels to do warfare, sending out the ministering, protecting guardian and warrior angels. It's blowing that shofar. It's getting on our knees. It's crying out to God. And we are going to do it again. We're going to rip heaven wide open. My opinion, I believe a lot of these things, Coverstone has already told us, have already been defeated. They aren't coming. But I also believe that there are some that are still coming. Some of the big bad ones are coming like a freight train. And yeah, we're going to do our very best to stop them. Soften delay what we can't pray away. Soften and delay what we can't pray away. That's probably the call for this particular prayer meeting. Soften and delay what you can't pray away. Soften and delay what you can't pray away. Soften and delay what you can't pray away. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. See this M80 black cat, lady fingers, that part? We haven't seen it come to pass. Okay, yeah, I know. October 31st hadn't arrived yet, so there's still time. We could still see that, but we're not wanting it. We're not wanting to see this. We're wanting to see it gone away. We want to see, yeah, I want to see the puffed up pastors. I want to see their clothes come off. I want them to be exposed for all of their health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. That's just a big fat lie. I want to see that, but in God's own timing, he will do what he wants to do. I don't want to see anybody hurt. I don't want to see this nation fall. I want to see blessings upon I know that you're probably saying, well, it doesn't sound like Stan. That's my heart. But you see, I'm where I am because God put me here. And you are where you are because God put you there. But if you want to go to the next level, you can't sit there and do nothing. That's why I'm speaking to the air. I'm speaking into the spirit. I'm calling all watchmen. I'm calling all of those people that are prophecy teachers, prophecy students, all of those people that believe in prophecy, believe in the last day. I'm calling you. By the Spirit, by the name of Jesus, I'm calling you. Lord, send them the money to come. The days off. The driving partners. Whatever it is. Send them anything, everything they need. And get them to this meeting in Jesus' name. And by the way, Don't pray, oh, well, if I'm supposed to go, then money will come in and everything will just go smooth. No, no. As a matter of fact, you're probably going to have to pray in the money. You're probably going to have to pray in the days off. You're probably, it's a battle. It's a war. As a matter of fact, here's how you can tell if you're supposed to go if if everything starts falling apart. You know, that if the toilet's going to back up, it's going to back up on Sunday morning. If the tire's going to be flat, it's going to be flat when you're ready to go to church. Because the devil's always trying to stop you. You want to know if you're supposed to go? Look at the difficulty. Leslie and I are always saying, well, if it's coming up to a crusade, we can tell the power of the crusade by how much difficulty is in getting there. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we had everything set up. We had the projector up. We had the audio all in place and everything. It was all perfect. People walk in, we turn it on. and It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We're saying, we just tested this. We know it works. It's just the devil. You got to fight him. You got to fight against these things. I need you. America needs you. America needs you. Very few people know how to pray on the level we're going to be praying. Very few people know and understand what's at stake. If you know, you understand, you believe these prophecies, then you are needed. Kind of like they say in World War II, your country needs you. Uh, come to the rescue of your country. Well, I'm saying right now, your country needs you. Your country needs you. If you understand these prophecies, your country needs you. Watchmanstrumpet.com. 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 
Watchman'sTrumpet.com. Read every word. Be in your chair at 7.30. Shofars blow at 8 a.m. Watchman'sTrumpet.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maria Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know then you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. <music>